Welcome to the TSU. Anna, what? I am so excited to have you here. I'm a little jazz. And you know why I'm excited? <laughs> jazz hands. A, because you actually seem in a very good mood tonight. I have energy. And last week, we started to record and you were a little... A little somnolent. Yeah. You were a little... <laughs> you burned yourself out. And I said, Anna, you need to relax. You need to rest. You can't do what you're doing constantly. Didn't Work you? hard, party hard. And That's I, pretty much and it. And you rested. And what did we do this week? We had three days of parties. Well, actually, two days of parties wow, when we, we went out. Well, we had like five days of stuff. That's for sure. Wednesday, Thursday, stuff. Friday. I'm actually surprised <laughs> we're still on the air, frankly, after our Bill and Fanny all-access sex show. Oh, that was wild. That was a wild night. You know, it's funny. I was looking at FetLife and people are I post- was sore the next day. People you know are this, posting, right? by the way. Oh my goodness, you have to catch the latest Sensational Unicorn show. Mm. Wow. Have you seen that? I was very sore the next three days. You were pretty, and pretty wet, by the way, from... Um, oh, I was I was saturated. <laughs> my skin was very clear, though. <laughs> I wonder how Fanny is. I wonder if she's in a wheelchair right now after how she went. You were actually almost as crazy as her, weren't you? No, we had lunch the next uh, Tuesday after that. And go to me to... <laughs> And, and you said, what did you say? She was actually fairly conservative at lunch, right? No, we thought she would be. Yes. Because we don't really see her outside of our sexy times mm-hmm. uh, or the parties. Um, and no, she was the hottest older lady in that damn place. We went to Pottery World and had the, like, eight at the cafe. And um, she had a way sluttier shirt than me or Missy. Like, really. And I'm like, it was hot, too. It was, like, a really cute shirt. I was super, I was like, man, she knows how to pull off classy and slutty at the same time. <laughs> I have so much to learn. <laughs> did she have the soup, salad, and gangbang while you were there? Or what did she have? She had some minestrone. Oh, that's lovely. You know, she did. And I had um, a giant soup and salad. Um, I want to talk about our, our erotic audio guy real quick. Now, you are not as impressed in this conversation as I am because you go, I know he was a nice guy. Right? No, I said I knew in the world that he's going to, that he's in, diving into in this area, he would be a successful young man. Now, let me talk about Mr. M real quick. <laughs> when we first met him, he needed a little, like, go get him, kid. TLC. You're the best. We like you, right? And, you know, I mean, he is pretty cool. We threw a party, and um, you know what? The girl canceled. And oh, we, yeah. And we were still, so, we're one. like, yeah. but don't worry about a kid. You're going to get him next time. No, and after that, it was just like, shh. Laid, 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 yeah, blowjob, 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 cuddle, blowjob, yes. laid, 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 laid. It's like a jackpot, like a little slots jackpot. That's what he's doing. Yeah. No relation to the slut mechanic, by the way. No, 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 no. No relation. Let me just tell you the one thing. The last thing we're going to say about him is, you know, he was at a party. One of our friends was here. He ended up having a little friend with our friend's wife. And then he walks in the living room like. Life is good. He's like, hey, fuck you all. I just got some action. You didn't. No, I don't think it was that. I think it was more of like one of the like seven dwarves. of like, you know, whistle while you work kind of like, woo, yes. I got shit done. Mm -hmm. So we're happy for him. I got her done. Mm -hmm. He said, you're not going to dog me in the show. And I said, absolutely. Yes, I am. That's not dogging. That's like celebrating. 
speaking of grumpy. What? I'm going to jump back into a conversation, Anna. You know, I don't obviously, I don't get mad a lot on the show. I try not you to. You don't? I got mad at the slide couples, the people who piss me off. You, actually, have, I, you at least have one segment moment every time. Actually, I do get mad. <laughs> and the, the, the annoying single guys at parties sometime that Oh I've my gosh. About. Hey, you know what? We were lacking those. Yes. So that's the subject. Oh. So I want to talk about our parties. Now, I don't want to always talk about our parties where people are like, oh my God, they're talking well, about a This is just our experience. Yes. That's all. But this is a... A, a, the thing that's going to affect everybody who goes to lifestyle parties and people are paying to go to parties. Or I people think, who run them too. Yeah. So, Anna, let's talk about people who RSVP for parties really quick and, and what you okay. go through with the parties. All right. So, um, primarily I only do two websites is FET and SLS. And I get many more hits on FET than I do SLS, which is totally fine with me. Um, I like... A variety and I feel like there's a good big variety on FET but you'll get like probably mm, let's say 70 75 RSVPs and that's including the maybes and the actual RSVPs and you're probably gonna get like mm, maybe one-third if you're lucky actually show up so um, I we even had a, a few a few people who didn't actually show up or, or pulled out no pun intended um <laughs> like last minute and we hear later on down the line oh those are some people you don't necessarily want in your parties so i mean like those are always like good to know uh but in the end i'll be all you only get like maybe 25 to 30 percent actually show up let me talk about <laughs> and i want to talk about mrs r real quick my favorite mrs r okay now I, you know, she was not signed up for the party. We had a fair amount of single males coming in. Well, so that's the other thing, though. Yep. We have private invites. Mrs. R is a private invite. Her and her man. And so just because you see an RSVP list of dudes and maybe a couple of couples, that does not mean some of those dudes don't have a wife or girlfriend they're bringing. That doesn't mean that uh, some of those, uh, you know, people aren't going to show up. That doesn't mean we don't have other cross-posted um, parties for that. So we have cross-posted li- cross listings. And we also have private invites from our own group of friends. So when people look at those lists, they assume that that's all that's showing up. But that is incorrect. If you can't get that, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a stickler for just common sense stuff. And um, once like you start going to these events you'll get that oh yeah not all of these people were on the list so mrs r was not on the list but she was invited and she did come and the, and the one thing, not literally though unfortunately yes that's what i was getting to um, i mean the thing that i want to do is you know mrs r likes some males she loves certain things and i told her hey this is going to happen here then we got lots of single males yes. coming and a lot flaked out. and Most flaked out. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is when we go out and encourage people to come to parties, we the one thing about our parties, and we've always said is there's lots of play. Compared always. to some parties where there's some play here or there, Anna is going to get stuff going. That's guaranteed, right? Me or Sherry's Berries or other people, yep. we all have, we all just get it going in some fashion we all have fun so the bottom line is if you come to parties be respectful and and just appreciate the people throwing the parties and just they put a lot of work into it and and we're trying to create great things for you to meet people and have fun right right i mean it's about sex twerking 
Networking. Um, so here's the deal, Anna. <laughs> going to the next block, we are going to talk about something super fun. We're going to talk Ooh. about, con- we threw a content party, but I want to talk yes. about content. You do some content. And, and there's also a story before the R party started that I really fucked up. It was what? bigger than me sending porn to a Christian guy. Oh my yep. God. It was big. So it was how bigger this? than you accidentally walking out naked in front of the church in front of my house? That's that we won't talk about that either. No, I'm so after this, we're gonna take one break and we'll be right back with the TSU. You're gonna right be arrested now. After this. Yep. Welcome back to the TSU, sponsored by Walmart. And also OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, Anna, we were just talking about this. We do have a Walmart story, don't we? Oh, gosh. That was That classic. actually blends into this content creation yes. thing that we were doing. <laughs> so, Anna, talk to what happened and, and how it went down. Well, we went to Walmart, our local friendly Walmart store, to get um, fabric because we wanted to do the boudoir photos and we wanted to have a couple little backgrounds like silk and it's just really cool to have different like textures. So we go and we get all these things cut and done and the ladies like, the young ladies like, well, I'm going to have to take you over to electronics and they have to check you out right there right away because they have to input the codes that are on these fabric, um, I don't know, wheely things, not even wheels, but they're like wraps. And so we go over there and there's this product. What is he, like 80, 82? Yeah. The best one to describe Murray? him is he's an 80-year-old version of me. 80-year-old version of you. Except I'd probably be hotter and cuter. So you, but you're half his age. That's true. Yeah, okay. okay. And, and, ha- <laughs> and let's say his name was Murray. Okay? Murray. I think it was Murray-ish. And how about this? I'll play the role of Murray. Okay. Okay. And you come up and, and, and let's go. How does it go? Um, hi, yeah. I'm just here to, we're going to get this fabric here. Um, well, that's pretty nice fabric. Uh, I wonder what that's for, if you know what I mean. Oh, well, um, well, it is for backgrounds. Oh, you taking some sexy photos? Mm-hmm. Um, it, they are just for picture backgrounds. Yes. Pictures. I like to see those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he started talking about how he respects all people in their photos and how when he is doing the photo, because um, he is the photo people too. Yep. You know he looks through your people's he photos. He sees by all the, way. the photos. That's what he said. He's like, I see all the photos and as long as they're legal, we don't, you know, I don't judge anybody in their photos. And even though some young, young people here might laugh at them, he was telling us how he is okay with all different types of photos being taken. And I'm, I'm looking at you like, uh, does he, what, does he know something that we don't know? What, like, and then he started saying, oh, wow, that doesn't look like three yards. It only looks like one and a half yards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and your shirt wasn't even top see-through that night. Which it wasn't. It, there no nippleage. Well, no, it was a dress though. My nipples usually get hard with those little like those little body. You know, it was a tight dress, form fitting. <laughs> it was a classic. <laughs> it was my usual. Like what? <laughs> but you know, it was kind of cute because you had this little eighty-two-year-old, eighty-year-old like totally hitting on me, not you, of course. You know, when I <laughs> no. was younger, Anna, I used to work at a... 80-year-olds used to hit on you? No. 
that oh. well, that yes too. Oh. I used to work at a photo one hour place when I was much younger. And um, when, <laughs> you know, this kind of does age you, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> it does, like, cause... yes. And when I chiseled <laughs> the rocks with a picture out of rock, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, we had we were na- shading it with charcoal. Yes. <laughs> but when we ran across naked photos, you know what we did? Um, jerked off to them. We would print a copy for each one of us. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, we did. No, and that we, is illegal. It was. I'm not going to tell you where we worked. Okay. Oh my god. So Anna, let's talk about my screw up real quick. Okay. So if you know doing parties, some people are very organized, and then there's me, Anna and Ryan. I who, mean, I try. I have, I have some. There's, it's still nice. It's still good, but then the final two hours, you get a little stressed out. Not on Friday. No, we were pretty ahead of the game. Uh, correct, yes, we were. And you said, "Hey, let's go out and get some pizzas." Correct. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Yes. So you you said let's go to a really classy place, didn't you? Oh, I love this place. It's yeah. my favorite pizza, actually. Oddly enough. So we went to Little Caesars. Little Caesars pizza, pizza. And we picked up some pizza, mm-hmm. and we brought it home. Well, you picked it up. I didn't. Yes. And I came home, and you said, "Can you keep those warm? Put them in the oven, right?" Well, like I wanted you to keep them warm. Yeah. Yeah. So I turned on the oven. 200 degrees, like you said, uh-huh. and I stuck them in the oven. In the boxes. In the boxes, which you told me to, right? In the boxes. Did you want, tell me to keep them in yeah, the boxes? Yeah, but I didn't say that you touched the top of the... Quite. I didn't say Quite. that the boxes should touch the top of the oven. Okay. There's always a freaking oven ring of fire right there. And that's how this happened. We have not said what happened yet. People are jumping to conclusions. <laughs> they already know. No, they do not. So. I almost lost my beautiful double oven. I'm walking through the house <laughs> and I smell smoke. I'm like, hmm. It's a barbecue. I wonder what that smell is. And I open up the box and I immediately see fire flaming. That, that's not the fire sound. Well, I didn't want to find the sound effect. I'll insert it right here. Okay. Okay. So I open it up. Wait, now a scream like a little well, girl. Well, not yet, not yet. Scream like a little girl. So now I open the oven. Now the oxygen has hit the flames at this point. Oh, yeah. It's like a firefighter video or something. It's just... You know I have yes. a fire extinguisher. Yeah, uh, well, I didn't think about that. So okay. I pick up the pizza boxes that now are on fire, and the flames are fairly high, and I'm trying to walk out the front door, but I only get to the edge of the kitchen until I drop the pizza box because now I'm burning my fingers, right? Yeah, and also it hits one of the blankets that were <laughs> that in the living room. Fire too. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. So I will say technically we almost burned down your house. Technically you almost burned down the house, yes. Yes. Now, there's two other stories you did not know. Okay, well, I'm going to go through the Anna's analysis of that whole situation well, wait and one give second. the actual data. So I finally <laughs> got the pizzas out of the house. I technically kicked the pizzas out of the box. And I, I had one pizza that was still partially on fire. So I went and threw that near the garbage can, which there was leaves, and I caught the leaves on fire. What? In front of the garbage can. You didn't can. tell me that. Well, yes, that happened. So, and, no, not and, all the way, because well, I remember salvaging half of that it, pizza. That was, but that was the other half. So I that, stu- No, that was not on the ground. Shh, just wait. So then there was still a partial on fire, and I was afraid that was on you fire. You took the box so and then threw I, it away. Then I threw it in the street near my car, <laughs> which there was more leaves, and I caught those on fire. No. Yes, and I burned my shoe. You burned your now, shoe, too? Yeah. Now, while this was going on, oh my God. the house was going, where, where, fire, 
fire. Yes, fire. Just fire. Open the windows. Open and this the is what, 15 minutes before guests arrive? Yes, 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 it is. So actually I think it was right at the time the party started, yeah. but like only like one or two people were there. So people are walking their house like it's a freaking forest fire. <laughs> Come on in. Don't mind the air conditioning blowing at don't 62 mind, degrees. Don't, don't mind us. We were trying to barbecue the pizza. <laughs> like, oh, my yeah, God. It's like, okay, so Anna's analysis goes like this. This is my analysis of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, yes, only one. Surprisingly, it was not the Italian cheese bread box that caught on fire. It was the, of course, my favorite pizza, stuffed crust. It was. It still actually tasted pretty good, even though it was a little, a little smoky. It was a smoky stuffed crust pizza. Here's how we differ, Anna. I think those <laughs> flames were about 18 feet high. <laughs> People are like, get back to the sex. Forget the pizza. <laughs> well, I mean, we could almost not have sex. You couldn't jack off yeah. for how long? I know. Like three hours? It, I did hurt my finger. Because you had a little burn on your finger. Yes. <laughs> well, let's talk about the good news. We had a early arriving guest. Yes. And we're going to call him Mr. K. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. K, when he walked in, he looked like... I would say a, a, a dancer that would be trying out for Mariah Carey. You were like, are you a dancer? Because your body just like you, your style and your body. It just yeah. looks like a dancer, like a like a hip hop yes. dancer or something. Now, here's and why, guess what? Yep. And here's why I like doing parties, Anna. Why? Because he was a great guy. He was such a he is a great guy. He is a great guy. And he he's was, still alive. And he's a massage therapist. Yes. Which we're going to come back to in a and second. And apparently, here. also, we learned he is a freaking photographer, graphic artist. Yes. The great thing about this party with him was he did like creating content. Yes. And he was also a massage therapist. Yes. So, and he brought all his own tools. And, and the cool thing was he was a super great guy. And that's what I like about these parties. It's meeting new people. And, and there's one thing I did not know, Anna, that I learned from this party from him was um you actually can give massages with his with penises did you know yeah, that yes it is a special it's a specialty that you know i i know that a lot of people practice on an amateur level however he is actually a professional and the funny thing anna if you stop <laughs> one second here's the audio clip of that Sometimes I think you just hire an actress. This is definitely not me. No, that was definitely you. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's. I'm gonna let you talk about why. Are you hiring porn actresses to do like audio, like what is it they call them? Dubs? I don't know what they're called. Overdubs. Thank you. Overdubs. Yeah, this is a this is a porn actress being hired for this. Now, the one thing we wanted to do this party was, this was a content party, right, Anna? Mm-hmm. Now, you do lots and lots of content. and Different t- types. Yeah, talk talk about why we did this, what we did here, and how fun it was. And we even pulled some of our friends into this content and why we like doing parties like this. Well, the big thing was just to bring in pe- different people who wanted to make the content. I was actually looking for some people who, like actors, like or not you know actors, who are the creators, the ones that are starring in the content. I thought Maura would be want, willing to do that, but there was actually a good amount of people that just wanted to be behind the camera and uh, kind of assist with the contents. Um, we did end up having me and a few girls together, and we did a lot of girl-on-girl scenes. So I walked in the room, and there was actually a really good scene. There was the three girls on the bed, right? Mm-hmm. And they first started off, they were putting lipstick marks on your ass, right? Yeah. But that soon progressed pretty fast. What happened with that one? 
Oh, well, I believe uh, my little doll was going down on Sharony, and then I just pulled her hands behind her back, so she couldn't, she couldn't like pull away, and she had to finish what she started, I guess. She enjoyed that. <laughs> and then we were fingering her and there, yeah, of course the people that wanted to take photos were there. They were doing photos of all three of us. Um, sometimes they wore masks just in case. Um, but I had a lot of fun because I liked having her hand behind her back. <laughs> well, she started putting it behind her back, so I just held it there. Now, you don't, you, you've seemed to get more dominant recently. What is up with that? Um... Sometimes with girls, I am. You never know what to expect at our parties. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one thing I want to talk about is we had a late arriving couple to our party. Yes. And what did she bring with her? Well, she has, she had never used a strap-on on anyone, and so she wanted to use a strap-on. And so I said, yeah, sure, you can use a strap-on on me. And so she got to do it for the first time ever. And once she just kind of got a rhythm, which took like, what, two strokes, three strokes? Yeah. And she was like a pro. Like, I would never have thought this was her first time with the freaking strap on. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is really good. And she just was like, she's also a little tall, too. So she like perfect uh, level with all of that. Now, a question for you, Anna. This, yeah. We're going to talk about this next block. But this was a digital content party. Yeah. You know, and I know you like doing content, right? I do. What What are some tips before we get into this next time? What do you tips do you give the girls about doing content just in their house, just with their computers or what do you do to make themselves feel pretty? What do you suggest really easy to take good pictures? Ooh, I mean, that's hard because I still struggle with trying to like formulate or make content in general. Like sometimes I'm like, Ugh, I have to do all my hair and makeup and this and that. Sometimes you don't even need to do that when you're doing your content. If you're just doing like a certain body part or um, you want to, you have a really cute outfit on, you don't necessarily have to have like all of your hair or your makeup done. So like just one thing, understand you can do like pieces of it. So you could do just like your body or just your lower half or just your top area or you could just do faces if your face is really cute that day but you have like like grungy clothes on and you really don't want to change then just take pictures of you and up you know upper body or or like breasts up or something like that so how about this we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to talk to an expert with chatterbait so we'll be right back with the tsu right after Now, if you want to hang out with us and be in the TSU crew, no problem. Follow us on our Instagram, TSU Lifestyle, or The Sensational Unicorn, and that's with a S-I-N. Also, follow us on FetLife or SOS. We're doing lots of parties and events and hangouts, so remember to follow the TSU and be part of the crew. Welcome back to the TSU. Anna, 
We actually have a friend of yours on the phone, don't we? We do. We have Drew. Drew, I would say, is... Drew has had an interesting life. Drew, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and how you got into what you're doing? <laughs> is that a little bit about myself. Yeah. I don't think we want to go too deep into that <laughs> road, but how I got into what I'm doing. Um, I am a nudist at heart, have been for a long time. And uh, one day I was approached by a friend that I should get into modeling, specifically being a cock model. And I was a little shocked, never heard of such a thing. And down the road, being an Uber driver and part-time, I met somebody who was an erotic photographer, brought it up to him. He's like, well, do you have a picture? I said, sure. Showed him a picture. He says, hell yeah, you should be a cock model. I'll shoot you. So I went and did a photo session with him and he turned me on to some other things like model mayhem. And he was the first one ever mentioned chatterbait to me. And after doing a couple other photo sessions with a couple other photographers, they had also mentioned, Hey, you should get into this chatterbait thing. You'd make a killing. Never heard of it. Didn't even know what it was. So one day I'm sent the computer and I looked it up. Chatterbait. Well, I can make money doing this. I'm already a nudist. I'm an exhibitionist. I love to show off. I do have a background in TV media. That's what I went to school for. And, I gave it a try and it all just kind of fell together. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How, you know, how was the first time you did a photo shoot as a cock model? How was it? What happened? Uh, well, first of all, I was very nervous. I was invited to the person's house, so I didn't know what to expect. Fortunately, when I got there, it was a full studio set up, very professional, lights the whole bit. And that, that put me to ease. And it, it's kind of funny. I'm a dominant normally in my normal life and I'm not used to being submissive. But all of a sudden, I found myself being very submissive to the photographer. I later come to learn out most photographers are submissive, but you get behind the camera, all of a sudden they become dominant. Kind of fun role reversal thing. But I just let myself go to the photographer and did what I was told and found it to be very fun. I found it to be semi-erotic. I really enjoy getting the pictures back and getting to go through the pictures and share them with other people and then sharing them online. And I, I enjoyed the whole aspect of it. Then I found out you can get paid doing it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, you know, doing the whole chatterbait thing and obviously working with models and working with a bunch of people, how did you actually develop trust working with a bunch of women? Because I, I, same thing, I had a background in, in entertainment and, and photography and video and production. And, and one thing dealing with that was always gaining the trust of people and also for safety of women. How did you gain the trust of who you're working with now with these people? Well, first of all, you want to do your vetting. You want to do a little bit of research, make sure that, you know, you're bringing the right person in your situation. And most of all, be professional, present yourself professional, treat other people with respect. I have found myself that there's two types of people in this industry. There's a type that want to be famous and see themselves on camera and look at me. And then there's the ones who see this as a business, who take this seriously for the opportunity it is. It's very easy to identify those people. And those are the ones that I try to focus on working with. Now, are you are you in the lifestyle too? Or, or how does that go? Not at all. Not at all. So this is just strictly Not business for you basically, right? It's business and it's pleasure. I mean, it it really is pleasure. I don't have much of a sex life, and due to this, I don't really need it. I always found that the best person to satisfy myself is myself, and then you give me an audience. Wow, that's just putting me in an ideal situation. Um, I don't really need to go out to the bars or anything after that. I'd just rather turn on my camera and go to work and show off for my friends. 
And how much did you grow to learn love being on like Chatterbait and having people watch you and interact with you? How much did you learn to really love that for yourself? Well, and it's not just a showing off. I like to say, and, and the, the people you see on Chatterbait, the ones that are doing a good job, the models that are doing a good job, they're not they're they're not doing a great job as much because of the way they look or the sexual acts they're doing. A good Chatterbait model is a great bartender. Yeah. You're going to welcome people when they come into your bar. You're going to make them feel at home. You're going to make them feel comfortable and try to get them to sit down. You're going to engage them in conversation because the more you get them talking, the more they hang out, the more they're going to tip. A lot of these people come into their rooms and they got issues and they're talking about their issues and you're coaching them through it and you're providing uh, almost like psychology help. It's crazy, but this stuff happens. And I think the best models on Chatterbait are the best bar hosts, the best bartenders, the people that are most welcoming. Does that make sense? Totally. And Anna, you've worked with Drew before several times, right? Yes. And you've raved with him about me how great he is. I mean, he's he's very good at what he does. He's very, uh, the biggest thing is straightforward to the point. And well, like, and not even like necessarily like to the point because he has so much to say, but like in the sense of. He is no BS and he tells it like it is and he's, you know, he provides all the things that are necessary for you to gain trust in him when you're working with him. So it's like, that was the good thing. It's like, oh, okay, I feel comfortable with that because he's probably not going to kill me. Probably not, you know. <laughs> so, well, and another thing I do too, if you don't mind me being so forward, is I don't work with a model until they sit down and fill out a questionnaire. Oh, yeah. So I have a very specific questionnaire they fill out ahead oh. of time that goes through all the different things that they're comfortable doing on camera, which gives me control and gives me confidence that I'm not going to be doing anything on camera that's going to make them uncomfortable. And of course, connected to that is a release of liability, which means that, you know, they can't come after me later for, you know, sharing content or what have you. And I recommend every model has that with everybody they work with. So I have a question for you. So let's say our listeners, if you're really curious about doing camming and chatterbait, what, how do you start ground zero? What do you recommend for them on a business sense? What do you do and what don't you do to get into this? Well, it depends what you want out of it. So first decide that. Are you doing it for fun or do you want this to be a big business? If you're just doing it for fun, turn on the camera, get out there. Don't think about it. Just do it. If you do want to do this for business and you really want to take this seriously as a way to create income for yourself, keep in mind Chatterbait won't be your only income or whatever campsite you use. I'm just, we're using Chatterbait as an example. There's lots of campsites, but understand that that's not going to be your other source of, only source of income. You're going to want to do other things along with your OnlyFans and your uh, uh, affluencer programs and things of that nature to help build on that income. So if you're doing this seriously, you want to start building your brand first, create your brand, and then grow out from there. Now, Chatterbait's always been very interesting to me because it's one of those sites where, at least for me, when I've gone on and watched many stuff, um, why are you laughing at me, Anna? Okay, I've been watching dirty stuff with a lot of girls. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, it's It's one of those sites where I've always been curious on the business side because you really can go on and watch some crazy stuff for free. And and that's right. my question for you is on a, to monetize that, how do you do that on a business side? There's a number of ways to do it and a number of different belief systems. Some people will use 
the chatterbait to um, kind of build the room and kind of tease people and then go private and charge people to come into that private show. Okay. That's not the method I like to use. I prefer just to put myself out there and let people tip for activities. I myself have some really fun vibrating devices that vibrate to tips. So when people tip, it kind of rocks my cock. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can say. We're okay with saying rocking my cock mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yes, you can. Yeah. You can say. <laughs> so they, you can say all the dirty stuff as long know, as it's not illegal. Nah, <laughs> if you knew what we did last night on the next podcast coming out, oh, that's going to be the geez, the most uh, yeah the most cleanest thing we're going to have on this show. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so yeah, my vibrating devices are tied to tipping. So if right. they like to tip, they can help bring me to pleasure, and that seems to go over very well. And they're very popular. They're a very popular um, device too. We can definitely link. What are they? They're, they're the Lovens company, correct? Yes, the Lovens company, yes. and they're so popular, mm-hmm. especially amongst the cam camming girls and chatterbait and all of that. Because uh, that's how you kind of built you built off that too with your chatterbait, and so like that is the other part you can go into. And there's all kinds of things people can do. Some people have raffles. I've done raffles, trivia. Sometimes I do a prize show every once in a while where we give away prizes on the show. There's all different types of things you can do if you're creative to monetize your channel. What don't you want to do? What is the mistakes that new people do that you want to stay far away from? For myself, and I'm only speaking personally, I don't fuck on cam. I never fuck on cam. I won't fuck on cam. Okay. And why, and why is that? For me, for me, I think the biggest reason is my fans. Okay. Um, they can become very jealous. They can become very possessive. Just even sometimes getting a blowjob on cam or seeing me with another model will agitate some of them. Yeah, so. I experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. We were just on. What were we doing first? We were just uh, we were chatting, I think, first. And we were right. going to do... Yeah, we were just we were just talking and talking with the room and everything like that. I think really there wasn't anything too wild going on, and that person got one person got extremely upset <laughs> with me being there. And that keeps it me. It keeps it for me personal. You know, it's like I I will never video from my bedroom. I will never fuck on cam. I want to keep something for me, something for myself. I'll share just about anything with my fans, but I have to keep something for me. And that's it. Plus, fucking's a lot of work. You know, I'm I'm only going to share that with somebody special. I'm not not going to just anybody. Yes. Now, on a business side, um, if you want to, let's say you want to go into this more professionally, what is the budget you're uh-huh. looking to buy the equipment? How much money you're looking to? If if there's a girl that wants to jump into this and really do it right, how much is she looking to invest to get into this? Anywhere from two hundred dollars to two thousand dollars, and it can happen really fast. I have. I don't, I don't want to say how much money I've invested in gear. Um, I did have to do a report recently for insurance, and it was six times what I thought it was. Um, it's very, very easy to spend. I would say the first thing to do is get yourself a decent webcam. Second thing to do is get yourself a really good microphone. Absolutely. You can have okay video with great audio, and it'll be fine. You can have great video with horrible audio, and nobody's going to stay on your channel. And my guess, much like the podcast world, um, consistency is a big deal. You want to be out there and consistent where people know you. Mm-hmm. And that's a key probably to making money. Am I correct? If you want to be a professional cam model, that is without the, without a doubt, the number one key to being successful 
and to making money is being consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can schedule yourself four days a week at the same time, those four days a week and be consistent, you will build yourself a following. You'll be successful. Every time I drop off of my schedule for personal reasons, you know, I'm on a ranch. I got livestock. Things things happen from time to time. We just had big floods out here in California. It took me off for a while. It always takes time to build back that audience. But when you're consistent, that's how to do it. Yep. Uh, and I have a question for you. you. You said you're a nudist, right? Yes. And and how long have you been a nudist? And, and talk a little bit about being a nudist because I find it very interesting because there's a lot of lifestyle people, I think, that will go to nudist colonies and think, oh, this is just a free spirit sex thing. And the rules are very different. But talk about just being a nudist and, and how different that is compared to anything else. Sure. Well, first of all, to defend all nudists out there, we call them resorts, not colonies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say colonies, it makes it sound a little cultish. Totally, totally. Um, but yeah, sometimes the swinger side does uh, fall over into the nudist side. When you're at your typical family nudist resort, uh, the swinging is supposed to be kept down low. What happens in the RV stays in the RV, so to speak. And it's not really supposed to be out there in public because it is a family-type resort. There are adult resorts that specialize in that sort of thing where it's much more out in the open. And that, to me, is not as much based on nudity as it is sexuality. So I would say they're two different two different goals. Nudists just want to be themselves. They want to be accepted as they are without having to dress fancy or be somebody else to be accepted. You get up in the morning, this is who I am, take me or leave me type of thing. That's a nudist. You know, it's funny. I actually thought Anna was a nudist when I first met her and it turned out to me she was actually just really slutty. I just so, never had well, clothes on. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, I just, you never you saw me exhibitionist with... And you can be a nudist at the same time. They're two separate things, but you can be both. <laughs> well, then, and oh, will you talk about not only do you do the chatterbait, but a part of it too with your like the business, like your You're model. You're talking about the affiliate marketing affiliate. and having sponsors, sponsors and things of that that's nature. It. Yes. Thank that's you for that's another I love thing. the opportunity to speak about my sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's another like way. Any, just like in any sort of streaming or anything that you do today over the internet, you can get sponsors. You can, take, of course, take advantage of affiliate marketing. Um, use your influence over Chatterbait, broadcasting, streaming to help sell goods and services over the internet. And because I stream in an adult type situation and most of my fans are generally men, I work with companies that market towards men. So, yes, I'm very proud to say that I'm sponsored by the Enhanced Male that makes sexual enhancement products for men. I'm sponsored by Link Lube that makes a wonderful anal lube that's uh, just stuff is amazing. And then I, of course, do affiliate marketing through Amazon and a number of other sources as well. And Lovins. It's all about business. Lovins. So uh, it's all be- about making that money. Stacking the mm-hmm. racks, right? <laughs> Before we leave you, how can people find you on Chatterbait? And, and all your socials. Sure, it's real simple. All over the internet, I use the same uh, at model Drew Gray, M O D E L Drew Gray. Also, have a website, modeldrewgray.com, or you can find all our affiliate links and information about the prize show that I do on Chatterbait at shopdgm.com. And you can also find all of Anna's links at shopdgm.com as well, <laughs> yeah. because we're going to work on getting her on this butt show we're very shortly. Some raffles. Okay, Drew. Well, thanks a lot, man. And hopefully we can link up with you soon. Okay. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on the show and congratulations to both of you on the, on the success. This thanks. is an awesome format. Thanks, man. Thank you, Drew. We'll be right back on the TSU right after this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
back to TSU. Anna. Yes, Ryan. We've spoke a lot about content. Uh, People are probably is, like, where's tis the tis sex? The, no, oh, the sex. I mean, we have the sex. Uh, oh, oh, you mean the sex that you speaking didn't get to see? Of sex. Hear? What? Let's talk about the Amazon guy real quick. Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah, so what? You Oh, because I had sex with the Amazon guy? No. The Amazon guy <laughs> comes with Dora Consley. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, if anybody knows, I love Amazon. And if any... You know, if you knew me, you know I love Amazon. And so, um, I'm, you know, I have an Airbnb that I'm trying to, like, retrofit and, like, get linens and things like that for. And uh, so, I'm getting packages on the daily. And we were doing our playoff party. And what was it? I was in the cheerleading outfit, too, huh? You were. That's right. You were. (laughs) And he drops off a box small little box on my patio and the door's open so I, I was about to go grab it and he's like hopefully this guy came in time for your party and I'm like thinking how does this guy know we have a part and he says the same thing to me too and he said it to you before too and I was like is that the same guy or because I mean we get all kinds of different Amazon delivery people and you're like ah, I don't know maybe yeah I think so and I'm like do they know what we order I'm like, you know, let's say I'm ordering like a crap ton of dildos, like all the like one of each dildo on Amazon. Does Amazon do Amazon delivery drivers know what I order? I mean, I guess I can Google it, but sometimes I wonder if they already know like what uh, what uh, what's going down, even just based off of what we're buying. (laughs) Well, you know, I think they buy buy a three a hundred pack of condoms, and they're like, ooh, and like a shit ton of lube, like gallons of lube or something. And oh, damn, we know what's going down there. I want to talk about our 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 playoff party a little. That thing was nonstop sex. That party. Uh, well, once uh, we knew that our people were losing, yeah, it turned into a big orgy. Now, our friend (laughs) Jeremy. Jeremy. The good word for her that day would be what? Ho. Happy go lucky. She was. No, she wasn't a hoe. She was fucking great. She was rocking it. I call it. She was living her best life. She had every hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you went. Now, you went and. Me too. Now, now real quick. Huh? At one point, you went and jumped in with her and uh-huh. our, our new man who came to the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to call him um, Digging Doug. I'm going to call him Digging Doug. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> At one point, she was riding him, and you were kind of trying to lick from behind. I did. And as a creepy way, I went in there with my recorder and recorded this audio. <laughs> Fucking squirt. Such a good squirter. Yeah, you're such a good girl. You're such a fucking good squirter. Now, I have to admit, that was pretty freaking hot. A lot of that. That whole day was pretty hot, actually. It's funny you say that because I also recorded this audio. Anna, did that make you uncomfortable? <laughs> no. Good, because there's one more. <laughs> it's amazing, you know, on our ratings uh, on, on, on iTunes, it's amazing how you we keep shooting up in the ratings. You saved the best for last. Yes. 
Anna, do me a favor. Uh, real quick, tell people our socials. Oh, okay. So, if you want to email us, it's the sensationalunicorn at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of us on our Instagrams, they are TSU Lifestyle and the Sensational Unicorn Podcast. Um, if you want to follow me, why not? The Anna Phoenix is on my Instagram. And you can also get a hold of us on FetLife or uh, under TSU Lifestyle. Okay, Anna, so we have a lot of parties coming up, right? So what do we have coming up? Uh, well, next Wednesday, the 8th, we have our Sexy Mystery Clue Party. It's a game party. Then on Friday, the 10th, we have our Be My Valentine or Be My Dirty Little Slut Party, which is our fun party. And then we have our themed party for Sunday, which is Super Bowl Party, and that's February 12th. And that is the one that I hope to be oiled up and wrestling in a bikini. You know what? I can't say it any <laughs> better. So that's it, Anna. We are going to see everybody it. next week. No, that's I don't it. Want it to be it. That's it. That's it. You know what I want to know? Is what? when we're going to go to video. Um, we are not going to tell dun, anybody dun, that dun, yet, but we'll dun, talk about dun, soon, dun. okay? Video, 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 video. Oh, okay. my goodness, you're hyper. <laughs> that's it. We'll see you next week on the TSU. TSU.